With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are a blended family. 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 And we are a blended family. Hi, we're Doctors Larry and Carol Snap. We're glad to have you with us today. Lesson 7 of 12, Step Parenting Skills. This is going to be the blessings of being a step parent. Next week we'll get more into the dark side of step parenting and how to overcome those issues. So this week I like to start off with... uh, as I said, the, the lesson is focused more on the blessings of parenthood in general and being a step-parent in particular. Now, we have heard from time to time that blended families are not biblical. Well, I would disagree, of course. Uh, there are a few famous step-parents in the Bible. Uh, obviously, Joseph... Joseph and Mary. Joseph was technically the stepfather to Jesus, right? He he was not the biological father. And then we have Mordecai, who was actually an uncle, but he stepped in to raise Esther when her parents... Uh, killed. Were killed. They died. They were killed. And then we have another one that's pretty famous. Uh, Pharaoh's daughter in Egypt. She, uh, uh, one of her maids found the baby Moses in the river, in the Nile River. They're in Egypt. And they took him out. And Basically, the Pharaoh's daughter raised him as her own in the palace of the Pharaoh. So, uh, she called, the Pharaoh's daughter called him Moses because it, it meant, because I drew him out of the water. Okay, so that's pretty cool. <clears throat> now, this is sort of one of my personal things is the di- <coughs> excuse me the difference between mother and father and mom and dad okay so for purposes of the class i will normally be referring to mother and father as the biological parents and mom and dad will be the person that's actually providing most of the parenting so it could be the bio parent, but it would also possibly include the step parent who's 
doing a lot of the work. Um, normally the kids don't call the steps mom or dad, but it's possible. Uh, depending on the age when y'all get married and things like that. So the younger the kids, the more likely they are to think of you or look at you as a mom, a dad figure. Uh, for me personally, I inherited a 17, 15, and a four-year-old. Christian Living Radio. I had no inkling, no thoughts of being dad to the two older ones, but the younger one did call me dad and still does. So that's where I'm coming from today. Now, as much as children are a gift from God, we have to remember that so is our spouse. Okay? Your spouse will most likely and hopefully be around a lot longer than your kids. That's kind of the plan. That's how this marriage thing is supposed to work. As, as we talked about in the first lesson, the marriage relationship has to have a higher priority, and we talked about the pyramid there, uh, than the parent-child relationship. And your job as parents is to demonstrate to your children how to be godly spouses and parents. So, even if it's yours, mine, and ours down the road, there has to be only one set of rules for all of the kids. And with shared custody, then it needs to be our house, our rules. Your house, your rules, right? Which is part of the the spiritual warfare that we have to deal with in a blended family is we don't have any control whatsoever about what happens in the other house. So our house, our rules, and the thing to remember, and it's part of the pyramid, is the children, no matter who birthed them, who it doesn't matter who the biological is and who's the step, all the kids needed need to be looked at as they belong to God, and our job is to be a good steward of God's kids. And then at some point, he's going to want them back, and we have to turn them over to him. So a big part of the problem we have seen over the years of counseling is people feel like they're owners of their children, and they, they don't have that concept of being a good steward of God's kids. So, uh, part of the Our House, Our Rules situation is you and your spouse that you're married to right now have to communicate and agree on your parenting styles, the, the way you want to discipline the kids, and those kind of things, because when you have agreement, that really gives you the power and the authority to be the parents. And as it says in Proverbs, it gives you the power and authority to 
train them up in the way they should go. Now, what we've discovered over the years is that generally children under the age of 12 blend easier than kids over 12. And doesn't really matter what age the children are, it's, it's sort of their job to test you as a parent. And as we'll get into in like next week in the lessons, uh, we're talking more about the discipline and those kind of things. It's so important to establish the boundaries as early as possible. But the kids, once they understand where the boundaries are, they're going to want to test those boundaries and test your resolve to enforce them. So their job is to test you as a parent, and they will frequently do things to test the boundaries and your will to enforce them. And we see, especially in blended situations where there's frequently not agreement, and it's more of the ownership kind of mentality, there's a lot of disagreement over how to discipline the kids, right? Because if I own my kids, I don't necessarily want you messing with my kids or telling them what to do. And they're gonna always come to me to get things. And think, you know, so there's always that game that they play. Uh, older children, especially once they get into the teenage years, tend to rebel more they're, you know, they're at the age where they, they would much rather just spend time with their friends. They don't want to be seen with their parents uh, because they're gross and old-fashioned and all kind of things like that. Uh, but we'll deal with that next week more on the dark side. Because I don't see your picture. Yeah, so far so good. See keep keeping an eye on the uh, GoPro video here. Sometimes uh, it just quits you. for some Don't reason. See you in the picture. Don't see okay. you at all. Uh, okay. So the younger the kids, the easier it is to blend them. In most cases, the older they are, the less they're interested in trying to blend. And again, we'll get into the darker side of step parenting next week. Uh, now we're going to be going through quite a few scriptures this week. Most of them are from Proverbs. And since this lesson is focused more on the blessings first, uh, we're going to look at the scriptures that the 12 and under group have them in mind. And there are blessings from having children, and there are blessings from raising godly children, right? So having the children is a blessing, but doing your job as a parent in a godly way is also a blessing. And we're going to go through what some of those are. Um, but first we start in the Psalms, 127, verse 3. Lo, children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. So, it's a gift from God to have a child. 
So we need to look at them as a gift from God. And we're, and like I said, we have to be the steward of what God has given us. And then it still belongs to God. And at some point, that child becomes an adult. And that adult has to answer to God. So the next one is Proverbs 23, 24. The father of the righteous shall greatly rejoice, and he that begets a wise child shall have joy of him. So especially for the fathers that raise a godly son or daughter, godly child, <laughs> um, who makes wise choices, stays out of trouble, uh, is reasonably obedient. It's very easy to be proud of them. And that's kind of what that uh, scripture is saying. So it makes us proud to do a good job with our kids. And when we see them doing well, then we're really proud of them. And, you know, pride is not a good thing, but there is some pride that is acceptable, and that's part of it. When, when you know you did a good job honoring God in what you're doing, then you can take some pride in that. But you got to stay humble. Proverbs 20, 11, Even a child is known by his doings, whether his work be pure and whether it be right. Now, when I was growing up as a kid, I was kind of out in the country, amongst the farms, different things. So there weren't that many people around. But everybody knew whose kids were decent and which ones were the troublemakers. Everybody knew. So every child is known by his works. The ones that are causing trouble, everybody knows who they are. And they know that they're a troublemaker. And then we, we have the other ones that aren't the troublemakers. And those are the ones that are blessings. Right? So everybody knows who's got the good kids and who's got the bad kids. <laughs> uh, Proverbs 17.6. Children's children, grandkids, are the crown of old men. And the glory of children are their fathers. So... One way to look at that is, if you're the grandparent, and I, you know we all kind of love being a grandparent because you can spoil your grandkids and then give them back to your kids. It's like paybacks, right? But grandkids are the crown of old men, so for grandparents, it's great to have grandkids. And. Uh, and the glory of a child is their father's. So what that's talking about is when a child has a, a righteous father, he can be proud of that. And obviously the opposite is true. If, the, if a child has a, a really bad father, or maybe not even a father, then it's it's a stigma you know it, it's part of being a broken family uh you know single mom maybe uh you know all that kind of stuff so 
again, part of our job as a godly spouse, a godly parent, is to raise up the children in the way they should go. And they can, when we have grandkids, we can be proud of our grandkids and love them and, like I said, spoil them and then give them back. But the children have a good name. Right? So it's important that they they have pride in their name because their parents and grandparents established the legacy for that name. Okay, so that's a little bit of our duties as parents. This next one is uh, some more on the duties, I guess. It's about the teaching, uh, correction, discipline, punishment. Uh, basically what we're saying here is set the boundaries, reinforce the boundaries, break bad behavior and create new ones, and enforce the penalties for bad behavior. So teaching sets the boundaries, correction reinforces the boundaries, discipline is there to break the bad behavior and create new ones, and punishment is when they still disobey after the discipline phase. And in lesson nine, we'll get more into that. So one of my good one, uh, favorite proverbs here is 22.6, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from him. So our job as a parent is to train up a child in the way he should go which is according to the Word of God, right? Now here's something that just hit me a couple of years ago. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. I never used to think too much about that because it was all, you know, train them up in the way they should go. And it's important that in the way he should go, not necessarily the way you want them to go. Like, if you were the quarterback on the high school football team, that doesn't mean that he needs to be one, right? So the, the thing here, though, and it really applies to me personally, is and when he is old, he will not depart from it. So that sort of implies that when he's young, he will, right? And that's kind of the way it worked for me. I really didn't uh, totally surrender to God until I was like 50, so I, I understand that more now. Uh, 2215, foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. Now, we have a, a really hard time with that one around here these days because if you try to <laughs> use the rod of correction on a kid, he's going to call Child Protective Services, and you could go to jail. Uh, it's, it's totally messed up nowadays. But the point here, foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. We don't have to teach them how to be disobedient. We don't have to teach them how to lie. I mean, they learn it from us, but it's in there, right? It's our nature, our sinful nature. I mean, it's even as a kid, it's in there. And Proverbs says it's, it's bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. 
Now, when I was a kid, we had what I refer to as the Board of Education. It had you know, a piece of wood about yay big. It had my name on it. It had holes in it, so there was less wind resistance and uh, things like that. So, uh, and I don't hate I don't hate my parents. I still love them. Oh, they're they're not around any longer, but back then when they were around and they were still parenting me, I just respected them because I knew they cared. And one of the things that I remember from that is... This is Christian Living Radio. My mom would catch me doing something and then she would say, wait until your father gets home. And then I'd have to like stay in my room and I could see down the road. I'd be in there for an hour or two just sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting and almost hoping he wouldn't come home, <laughs> you know, because I knew once he got home, then that's when the, the sentence would be executed. But Larry, they never, when the execution or the punishment was administered, right. they always did that um, together. They were both together and they never were angry when that was delivered. So uh, you definitely knew they were in agreement, but they also felt that this is, they wanted you to learn from what they, how they were administering right. the punishment. Yeah, that, that's the key thing right there. They wanted me to learn my lesson. Right. And it usually was later in the evening when the punishment was administered, as you said. But I just remember the, all these times when we'd be sitting on the edge of the bed, my mom and dad be sitting there together. Right. There was no way I was going to talk my way out of it. Right. Right. They were in agreement. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously most of the time I, I really knew better, but I still did stuff I shouldn't have. For whatever reason, I thought it was a great idea at the time, but I found out later it really wasn't such a great idea. Um, but like Carol said Hello, it is Ryan And I was on a flight the other day Playing one of my favorite social spin slot games On Chumbacasino.com I looked over at the person sitting next to me And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino Coincidence? I think not Everybody's loving having fun with it Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games That you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. You know, that punishment was never administered in anger. Right. They always explained why it was happening. They read the charges, right? <laughs> like in a courtroom, they would... Here's all the things you're being accused of. Now, guilty, not guilty, right? So that was kind of the way they did it. And personally, I think that's a really good way to do it because so many times we've seen where somebody, does, one of the kids does something wrong and they just get slammed, right? Nobody's really said what the boundaries are there was no teaching involved in any of that. And they just kind of, as you'll see in a, like next week in one of the lessons, it's that highest step in the teaching staircase that 
you haven't set the boundaries, you didn't take any time to correct and reinforce the boundaries, and you totally skipped the discipline phase because that's work on, on your behalf. So you just go straight to punishment. Well, then the kid, the one thing the kid learns is, okay, if I do something bad, then you'll pay attention to me, but that love that I, I'm seeking is often painful. And we really don't want that. Um, okay, so we got we get rid of the foolishness. And 23.13, withhold not correction from the child, for if you beat him with the rod, he shall not die. <laughs> um, again, there are laws against that nowadays. There, there was this Dr. Spock back in... I don't know, the 80s or something that is like, oh, we shouldn't spank our kids. Well, that's not what the Bible says. But now we get in trouble for doing that. So, withhold not correction. The Bible says, for if you beat him with the rod, he shall not die. And I guess I'm living proof of that. I got wax when I was a kid, but I'm still here. And I had a a lot of respect for my my parents. Proverbs 4.1, Hear ye children the instruction of the Father and attend to no understanding. So it's our job as parents to instruct the children. Their job is to get the understanding, but we have to be able to teach what we want them to learn in a way that they can get. So just because we know something doesn't mean we can explain it to a child. Uh, Proverbs 5, 7, Hear me now, therefore, O children, depart not from the words of my mouth. So as we get wisdom, we need to stick with it, right? Don't depart. Now back up here, train the, to a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. we got to get it in there early so it's in there. Because we're all sinful, or we all have a sinful nature, we're going to do stuff. But it's when we're younger that we think, oh, we got all this time in the world to do stuff. And because God is very patient and long-suffering, he doesn't just smash us when we do something wrong. So it's very easy to feel like we're getting away with something, but... Uh, we cannot mock God. He will get his justice. Uh, okay. Uh, 7.24, hearken unto me now, children, to attend to the words of my mouth. It's so, and then the next one, it's kind of the same thing. Uh, Proverbs 8.32, hearken unto me, children, for blessed are they that keep my ways. So it's very important for the children to understand that we're trying to teach them according to God's word. And it's much better for them if they do what the word says. Now, part of the teaching is setting the boundaries. And, and that's what the Bible is for, is it sets the boundaries. It's like God is saying, everything inside this box is okay. Anything outside that box is not okay. But... Our sinful nature wants to stick our toe across the line and see what happens. 
if we stick our toe across, is somebody going to cut it off right then? Immediate punishment? Or are we going to get that, hey, I got away with it. How about that? Um, it's so important for the kids to understand what we're trying to teach them, that God knows everything. We can't hide from him. He will know what you're up to, and there is no getting away from the consequences. Right. So keep his ways. All right, the parent's legacy, which is well done, good and faithful servant. That's what we all want to hear someday. Uh, Matthew 25, 21, his Lord said unto him, Well done, now good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of thy Lord. So when we meet Jesus face to face, we all want to hear that. Um, and something that's kind of interesting there, when we do good here, we'll get a job to do when we get there, right? He will make us ruler over many things. So, uh, you know, you, you might slide into heaven and you're the guy that smells like smoke as you get there. And you may end up being the guy you know, you made it by the skin of your teeth, and you're the guy that sweeps up after the elephants in the parade, <laughs> you know. But you made it. That's the key. Um, Proverbs 27, the just man walks in his integrity, his children are blessed after him. So the righteous parent is a blessing to his kids. And they're blessed. By having a righteous parent. The good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, his grandkids, and the wealth of the sinners laid up for the just. Um, it's, it's an important thing to do, uh, although we see by, you know, if, if somebody creates an empire and they become, you know, extremely wealthy by their ingenuity and their wisdom and doing business and those kind of things. A lot of times what happens is this, the children of that person end up being part of that business. So they understand more how it works, the effort it takes to keep it going and that kind of thing. But by the time the grandkids come around, though, it's like, oh, we've always been all well off and got all this money, and they, they have no idea what, how, it, how it was made, the effort it took, and they just, and then they get the money and just kind of blow it. So we have to be very careful in giving the inheritance to the grandkids. They have to have some understanding of how to deal with that kind of inheritance. Uh, all too often they just uh, they blow it so there needs to be instruction around the inheritance that's why a lot of people do trusts because then the trust dictates how they get their money uh, Kurt, this is uh, Proverbs 31 all about a godly wife and mother 
Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. So a woman that is a godly woman, a godly wife, a godly mother, uh, the children are going to love her and think she's awesome. And even her husband is going to appreciate the fact that she's a godly woman. And he's going to sing her praises. So that's a great, great thing right there. That's a good reason to be godly, be righteous. Proverbs 10.1, the Proverbs of Solomon, a wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish son is the heaviness of his mother. big distinction there. So the son that a father can be proud of makes the father very happy. But the one who goes off the rails makes his mother worry all the time. And a mother hates for their child to be in trouble. I mean, the way things are now, you got all the drug stuff going on and everything. So many parents know that they have a child that's just out on the street, addicted to something, and it's like they're up all night just waiting for the phone to ring and says, hey, we found this body over here. Uh, we need you to come identify it. You know, that's like the ultimate and the heaviness of a mother. Well, it's also that the mothers are more relational, Larry. That's right. why we feel it more. Yeah, it's, it's it, well, I mean, you birth the kid. Right. right, there's that whole thing. Right, but yeah, moms worry. Dads, not so much. I mean, we we worry, but we're more like, well, you made your bed, sleep in it. You know, it's tough love. Tough love. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there is a difference. Men and women are different. Okay. Uh, Ten seven. The memory of the just is blessed, but the name of the wicked shall rot. Now we're talking legacy here, uh, being a good and faithful servant of a good steward of God's kids. Right. So the name that you create by being righteous gets passed on to the next generation. And when you create a good name by being a person of integrity, honesty, upstanding in the community, and those kind of things, your children are blessed. But if you're a crook and you rip people off, that's what people are going to remember. They're going to remember, oh, that guy and obviously his whole family are just screw-ups. So uh, somebody did a big study many years ago. There was... One family, I think their name was Edwards, and then there was another family, I forget what their name was, because their name rotted in my head. <laughs> it's not there anymore. But the Edwards family was a lot of doctors, lawyers, very professional people, and there was like 300 and some of them, you know, over three or four generations. There was, there was a lot of kids, and they were all very, you know, well off, most of them. But then they had this other family where a lot of them were drunks or prostitutes, thieves, spent a lot of time in jail. And, I mean, I don't even remember what their name was. I'd have to Google it. 
but there was only like 100 of them. So the righteous, there was like 300 and something. The unrighteous was maybe 100 or so after two or three generations. Yeah, maybe more than that. But it, it just shows how God works. When you are more obedient, he blesses you, and part of the blessing is you have you know, more kids, and you're better off, you're more blessed, and that kind of stuff. And if you're out there ripping people off, that's like, I'm not going to help that. Proverbs 3.35, The wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the promotion of fools. It's kind of the same thing. Those who are obedient become glorified. But shame is what sticks to the fools. Everybody knows the fool. They know they're, they just do stupid stuff. They don't get it. They, they choose to do the wrong thing. And shame and negative stuff is associated with that name. So part of a good legacy is creating a good name for your family and the next generations. Right? Um, okay, so once you've raised God's children... Right? They're God's, they're not yours. You're the steward. Once you've raised God's children, you have to give them back. He will continue to watch over them, and they have to answer to him. Now, according to like our pyramid here, God is first, most important relationship. The next one is the spousal relationship, the marriage relationship. Number three is the parent-child relationship. That's where we are stewards for 18 to 25 years, somewhere in there. Hopefully, by the time they're 30, they're on their own. Part of our job is to raise up our kids to be independent, right? Too many parents want to just protect, don't want them to suffer. But it's in the suffering that we learn our lessons. So... As hard as it is, we need to let them fall and fall on their face occasionally so they learn how not to do that. But the whole point here is we are the stewards of what God has given us. We give them back, and now that parent-child relationship becomes an adult to an adult. You're responsible for you. I'm responsible for me. I'm still your parent, but you're on your own. you got to answer to God. Uh, like I said, it's, it's hard to let them go. It's even harder to see them struggle or even suffer. But once you've done your job, you have to trust God. And, and that's, that's the hard part, but that's faith, right? And as you've seen, if you've done a good job, your children will be a blessing not only to you, but to many others. If you've been a slacker, you may well suffer even more than your children. How many people do we know that are grandparents raising their grandkids because their kids are messed up right you maybe had some issues you didn't really spend a lot of time being a good parent so now your kid is kind of messed up and they have kids and they need free babysitting so you end up babysitting your kids and the next thing you know you have custody 
that's kind of what we're talking about here. Um, if you've done a good job, there's, they're wiser, more obedient to the Word of God, and they make better choices. And they're generally more successful in life, regardless of what kind of an education they have. If they're studying the Word of God, they have a vertical relationship with God, they're going to be wiser. They have the Holy Spirit to guide them. Uh, kids that have no vertical relationship, they're on their own, and there's no Holy Spirit to help them out. So it's very, very much possible that you could have a lot of stuff to deal with just because you didn't really do it right the first time. Now you have uh, your grandkids to try with, and hopefully you do a better job with them than you did with your own. Okay? And that's it for today. Uh, it's all about the legacy that we leave behind by being good stewards of God's kids. Uh, but like I said, it's very important that we are able to transition from being the parent, which some people seem to think of as being the boss of your kid. Like the stepkids, like, you're not the boss of me. You're not my dad. You're not my dad. You're not my mom. Not my mom. Mm -hmm. You know, those kind of things. But uh, when you do a good job, your kids are so much better off. And that's a generational thing. God loves godly offspring. And that's our job is to train them up in the way they should go. Part of that is getting to know you, the gifts that that child has so that you can allow that child to work on those gifts and make the best of those and not force them into some little box that you want them to be in. So anyway, next week we're going to be doing two lessons, uh, week lesson eight and nine, which is kind of the dark side of being a step parent and the, the staircase that I mentioned, it's the different steps of teaching right so and we also have a guest uh, training leadership <laughs> training next week that are going to help with the teaching part uh larry right. the step case yeah they're going to be talking about that staircase yeah. uh, they got like five kids between them right so they understand how that works mm -hmm. so right. uh, our website is blendedfamiliesministry.org uh, I want to put a, a shout out to Dr. Kenyatta and Roberta Goins that do the podcasting for us. There's, I don't know, they got like 25 places they put our podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and a bunch of other ones. Uh, and give us a shout out sometime. We're on Facebook. Obviously, this is the go live uh, of the lesson. And... Luckily today, the video stayed intact all, all through the lesson. It didn't cut out. So we're fortunate there. We had several people that are still watching online. And um, I, I think you touched on a little bit. If you want to send us a private message, if you have any questions or comments or suggestions that you would like to have us add next week or get back to you with an answer, please feel free to do that. We appreciate you watching and listening.
and we will be broadcasting live again next week from Dream City Church at the Glendale location. Have a great and blessed day. Thanks for watching. Thank you for tuning in today and joining us for Blended Families Ministry with Drs. Larry and Carol Snap. We hope you've enjoyed. It's our sincere prayer that this class blessed you today. There's many more to come. So keep tuning in and make sure you share this with somebody you know uh, and tell them about Blended Families Ministry here on Christian Living Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Goins, signing off. Until next week, may God's best Join the best positive Christian lifestyle movement on the air at Christian Living Radio. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.